to the KSR Football Podcast. Nick Roush here, back with you again for another KSR Football Conversation here in the offseason. Today we're going to be joined by Luke Fortner, Max Duffy, uh, the Ray Guy Award winner in 2019, and Fortner, member of the All-State Good Works team in 2020. These guys, they're a couple of roommates. You, you, you know them from how they've contributed on the field over the last few years. But over the time, I've got to know them as a couple of guys who are really good at, at ribbing one another. They're, they're jokesters at heart. They love busting each other's chops. And I was hoping to kind of shed a little light on this and just show you kind of, not a day in the life, but for the next hour, not only are we going to talk football, but they're also going to throw as many insults at one another uh, and just have a good time. Um, you know, football's supposed to be fun after all, right? So sit back, relax. Hopefully you have a little fun. Uh, listening to Max Duffy talk about the Senior Bowl, uh, little Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, and then uh, Luke Forder, he's going to explain to you why he decided to come back for another year and what's in store next in 2021. Uh, and enjoy this talk with Luke Fortner and Max Duffy. And peep the technique. Nick Roush here, happy to be joined today by a pair of Kentucky Wildcats, a pair of roommates, Luke Fortner and Max Duffy. The biggest boot this side of the Mississippi. Uh, Max just got back from the Senior Bowl. How how was it? How was Mobile? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, it was good. It was uh, it was nice down there. Weather was a little bit warmer than Lexington, which is always a positive. Um, and it was good fun. It was a good experience. Obviously, had my buddy Drake Jackson there with me, um, and it was cool. We had a really good time, and obviously a little bit different probably to previous senior bowls with all the COVID restrictions, et cetera. But um, yeah, really awesome. I think Drake really enjoyed his time. I think he went really well. So um, it was good. How much has he talked about it, Luke? Has he been real obnoxious or just average amount of obnoxious? Oh, <laughs> he's got uh, a re- <laughs> um, Well, <laughs> we made him talk about it a lot because he brought home the whole box of Reese's with him. Um, oh, Wow. He hasn't talked about it too much, honestly. Uh, I heard from Drake he did a lot of complaining, though. So that seems very uh, par on par for Max Duffy. Uh, but no, he's been pretty good about it. He hasn't been too uh, too cocky about it. So did they actually just give you like a thing of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, or is it just like Reese's Swag? Are you basically a, a, a spokesman for Reese's now? Is that how it works? Um, well, my two O-line housemates should be the spokesmen for Reese's because they fit the mold better. Um, but uh, they gave us pretty much just a massive box of all these Reese's types. Um, and my housemate Mason um, put his hand up to make sure he taste test all of them and see which one he liked the best. And I think Luke's, Luke's dived in there a few times too. So uh, that was pretty cool. They gave us a big box of that stuff. And uh, 
yeah, there wasn't any shortage of Reese's at the actual bowl as well, uh, all around the hotel and stuff. They were everywhere. So I think I put on about 10 pounds. Well, that's good for the scale. You know, you want to want to be you know, gains, right? Yeah. Well, bulk I mean, season. Maybe. <laughs> I just, yeah, I'd prefer it to be muscle, not gut. Uh, did they, what, what, what's the, so what is the best Reese's? I know there's a lot of Reese's products out there. Um, I mean, obviously the peanut butter cups, just the regular ones, those are what, some of the best of the best, but is there any other products that, that really jump out above the rest? I'm not really a big, big fan of Reese's to begin with. Sorry to Reese's if you're listening. Um, wow. I'm not a big fan of Americans wanting to put peanut butter in everything to try and make it better. I don't get how that makes things better. Um, but I like the one, the Reese's, it's probably the least Reese of all of them. It's just like the pretzels are in there and then there's like nuts in there. And like, it's kind of a mixture of stuff rather than just the peanut butter and chocolate. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion. <laughs> I'm a fan of those, the Reese's pieces, the little ones, mm-hmm. like kind of like M&M's, but the Reese's pieces are, are my favorite for sure. Literally any of them, actually. <laughs> I don't know well, why I'm like pretending it's just one of them. That's fair. That's fair. I think the ones he's talking about are the whatchamacallits maybe, but I know that the, or maybe a take five, I don't know, but I know what you're talking about, Max, with the pretzel inside. Those are good. Um, Yeah. So we're we're just going to have to dive right into it because you've talked about um, getting acclimated to, you know, fat American culture before you, you kind of sound like you have a disdain for it, but yet you live with offensive linemen. I, I don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've always called it humanitarian aid. So it's like I've moved over here and I've tried to show them the light, um, whether they've taken my advice or not, that's up to them. I just, I do think it is funny in this country how you guys all seem to be in a race to who can get type two diabetes the quickest, uh, particularly in the O-line room. Um, they seem to be in a pretty hot competition there. So uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just weird to me and uh, hopefully I'll never pick it up myself. So is the I, I I've always I wanted this growing up as a kid when I was a Kentucky basketball fan, and I really hated Duke. Just everything about them, uh, just and and I wanted to know how other people thought of Kentucky basketball, but I couldn't have that perspective because I'm this huge Kentucky basketball fan in Kentucky. What what is the perspective of uh, uh, Americans elsewhere? What was it before you got here? <laughs> uh, oh man. I could go on for a while. Um, no, I mean, obviously, like everyone loves the sport over here. Um, and so, I mean, we love watching the NBA, NFL. Um, again, another thing that's quite interesting is I never really understood the whole watching people that aren't the best at what they do. Um, that didn't make sense to me with college. Um, but it's kind of made sense since I've come over here. I get it. Like everyone goes to a college normally. And so then you have that kind of pride. Mm-hmm. Um, where you went or maybe local area and stuff but I never really understood the watching the people that weren't the best at their sport until now um but I don't know I mean you guys just call yourself world war champs and I guess uh world champs of everything even if the sport's only played in America you still think you're world champs so um yeah I don't know is that a Mike Edwards shot Max <laughs> did you see what he tweeted he tweeted that today he's a world champion yeah I'm not sure how many countries he beat last night. Maybe a couple, but uh, he's claiming <laughs> on top of the world. That's pretty wild, though. You got a teammate who's a Super Bowl champion. I mean, he was making tackles awesome. here two years ago, you know? like it. Yeah, it was really cool. It actually was really fun to watch. Uh, we had the Mike Edwards jersey on last night, so we were supporting him all the way. Nice, nice. 
Well, uh, Luke, when you aren't getting shade thrown at you by, by your roommate over here, you're actually still playing football. We, I wanted to do this, but then you decided it was going to be all outgoing seniors, and you're like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm running it back." So, what 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 made you want to run it back? Uh, you know, a lot of people just say stay in college as long as you can. So, and uh, it's free, so that helps. So I said, "Why not?" Um, no, but seriously, I, I love it here. I really do. And and the new coaching staff, uh, they seem great. Uh, get a chance to learn some new offense, and you know, like Duffy says, I love school, and I. Uh, Hopefully, get another degree out of it and and uh, come out with three degrees would be awesome. We'll see if that if that happens. So the engineering degree wasn't enough. You needed to get the masters and then an MBA too. Real, real try hard move. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I'm I'm also curious. There was a lot of folks who did the uh, the graphics. The I'm coming back and. I really wish that we could find a way to put some music to it. So like they could do the, uh, I'm coming home and, you know, like play like the Diddy, the violin and all that. You did not do any graphic whatsoever. You let Kennard announce it when he announced it. So why? Uh, you know, Darian loves that drama. He loves that. Uh, and he knows it. He, uh, and we were texting and I was like, Hey, you gotta let me know if you're coming back before you let everyone else know. Right. And he was like, uh all right i'll tell you so he told me he was coming back i said well while you're at it just throw my name in there and and that'll be it uh <laughs> you know slacks wanted me to do a graphic and everything and i was like i'm i'm not doing that slacks i can't do it so the graphics lost all credibility when missouri made grant mckinnis and that's never it didn't make any sense to well, me what happened was Two weeks before I decided to come back, I was making fun of Grant McInnes for posting his graphic. I said, yeah. you're a punter, Grant. Like, you can't put that out there. And and then Slacks was like, you got to put a graphic out. I was like, Slacks, I was just making fun of Grant. I <laughs> yeah. The Missouri one, I think that they made Grant announce it just to let the fans know there'd be one more year of disappointment and then they'd try and improve after that. I think that's what it was. So he just had to say, hey, guys, oh, one more year. That's all you got to put up with. And then I'll promise I'll be out of here. So I need to know more about how you all mess with Grant leading up to the game. Um, Cause I, I think that was a story that, that didn't get enough attention at the time. Uh, the attention it, it rightly deserves. I don't know what you're referring to. I'm being serious. I don't know. Well, Grant, we gave Grant a bunch of crap. Yeah. yeah apparently I did. Yeah. After the game. Yeah, so uh, the story in one of the St. Louis newspapers, it was something along the lines of you all printed out pictures of his face and put them all over the facility. Oh. <laughs> We're Snapchatting them. Yeah. To him. Well, so Matt Ruffalo did that. It was it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, we we uh, we printed out probably I want to say forty to fifty pictures of him and just put him up over everywhere. Which was actually the funniest part of it was I reckon. 50% of the team knew who Grant was and 50 didn't. <laughs> so people kept asking who was that. That was actually pretty funny. But, um, yeah, he got the last laugh, unfortunately. Yeah. That's actually yeah. why I came back, Grant, or Max. I came back so I could beat Grant. <laughs> Just one more time. He couldn't get the last laugh. I was like, oh, ah, got to beat Grant. I mean, it did have to be pretty cool to see a guy that you've been friends with since you got here go elsewhere and have some success when he finally got a shot. No doubt. Um, I was so happy for Grant when he found out he was going to Missouri and staying in the D.C. and all that. You know, it's it's pretty tough to come in and 
be able to produce straight away. And obviously he would even admit he probably didn't have the best first season, but I thought after that, and when, when kind of he did kickoffs and those kind of things, he did a really solid job and he's, he's a pretty good punter. So um, he did a really good job for Missouri, I thought this year. So it's cool to see him out there and get to go play. And I'm just happy for him because I know that, he, you know, he loves football. Um, he loves competing, he loves punting. So it's really awesome for him to get an opportunity elsewhere and get to compete. And they won a lot of games this year, which is always great too. I mean, as much as we want to beat them, it's always good to see your friends do really well. And um, they, you know, won what, seven games this year, maybe. So it was awesome. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't like their coach though. He's, he's a big time nerd. I'm just, I'm not a fan of drink wits. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I just don't, he's like something rubs is. me the wrong way. It's those app state coaches. Like they, they come in, they think they're the, the bee's knees. And I just rubs me the wrong way. Luke actually applied to be an app state coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said nerd on the, on the job opening. I'm going to go after it. Uh, so you, you, when you brought up Grant, I remember that first season. He he kind of struggled, like like you said, he did struggle. Uh, you come in, start doing the Aussie thing, but I still remember, Grant was probably the first guy that went do in doing this job that I saw like go to a catwalk, and I was like, you mean that guy plays for like he's a baby, he's so young because I had always they'd always been my age, you know, and I mean I was probably twenty two or something at the time, twenty three. Uh, but that was the first time realizing, holy crap, like I can't imagine that amount of pressure as a high school kid. I, I just can't imagine being under that much scrutiny and having the magnifying glass on me at all times. Max, when you like did having that experience playing in big stadiums and stuff, were you just was this another kind of I wouldn't say walk in the park, but the it didn't. I'm sure it wasn't an enormous adjustment. I, the bigger adjustment is probably moving, you know, three thousand miles away from where you grew up. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely helped that I probably probably more so like when I think about it, it probably helped more so that I'd just been a professional athlete for three years, um, learning like I kind of training standards and like how to just go about everyday life with while trying to handle sport at the same time and not getting carried away too much with the success or the other things that come along with it i guess um but playing in front of the stadium i don't know i've always kind of i guess luke probably saying like once you get out there you don't even know people like when people always ask like what's it like to play in front of a hundred thousand people it's like well it's really cool especially for me because i get the best seats in the house i just get to sit there and watch the crowd most of the time and enjoy it i don't have to think about it too much but once you get out there like you genuinely forget that you're doing it like you're so focused on what you're doing so um i'm not sure it helps so much in games but maybe just the week-to-week stuff mm-hmm. um definitely helps so well and I, i'm curious because I, I i wanted to bring this up in the senior bowl uh, this is just a statement but you look weird punting without running beforehand <laughs> i'm just so it's in my brain to watch you run left or run right and then think like Oh, is he going to kick it? Or oh, he might run, even though you're probably not going to run. There's still that thought that it could happen that just like gets you on your toes a little bit. Watching you punt at the Senior Bowl, is, are you? Do you have to change anything about what you do to kick that style regularly? It's definitely not as fun, is it? No, um, no, it's very boring. Uh, <laughs> so no, I mean, I've we we did a fair few spirals, I think, in my first year, and we kind of went down and down with the amount of spirals we did. I think we ended up only doing maybe three this year. Um, and that included 
out of the back of the end zone against Auburn. So like that one, you kind of have to spiral because you really only got one step. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I've, I've done it for a long time. Um, I'm hopefully doing okay at it. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's <laughs> definitely not as fun and definitely not as like, I guess with the scheme and stuff, you can't be as inventive um, at the next level, which is a shame because I really enjoyed Mondays talking to our coaches and working out how we were going to kind of make our punt proactive and, kind of a weapon rather than you know hey let's just catch this thing and get rid of it and hope it hope the best type thing luke i'm curious i've always heard that punters are people too is that is that actually true no okay just... they don't do anything <laughs> um i think there was, there was one time at practice it was like period three and max is sitting off to the side like under the tent and he's got ice on his knee and I'm like, oh, you ice? Like, do you ice before you punt? That doesn't make much sense. He's like, oh, I'm done already. Like, I'm I'm leaving soon. I'm like, why are you? Why do you even show up? Ah, oh, must be nice. Walks around, and plays ping pong. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, so is 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 he any good at ping pong though? That's the question. Probably not. I've never seen it because it's always during practice when everyone else is, you know, actually doing something. Right. You have right. to ask. You, are you good at ping pong? I'm pretty handy. I'm pretty handy. The Australians had a pretty strong hold of the of the table tennis court mm-hmm. uh, and the facility. But um, yeah, I would say the worst thing about this whole kind of COVID scenario, if I'm allowed to joke about it for one second, would be that uh, we weren't allowed to use the hot tubs this year. So practice, um, when we were done after period one, we couldn't just go jump in the hot tub for the rest of it, which which is a little bit disappointing, especially with how cold it gets in Lexington. So um, kind of just had to try and find other things to do, which involved, unfortunately, just icing my knee the whole time this year and watching Luke and the guys run around and hit each other. Well, I, you brought up the COVID stuff. Uh, I, I enjoyed that you all did at least make light of some of it early on. You all did the the little uh, Max and Luke COVID show and you just kind of cracked jokes, had fun with it. But Luke, especially from your standpoint, where you were going to the Kentucky Children's Hospital once, twice a week, hanging out with those kids. I'm sure the the senior year you envisioned uh, or initially was, I mean, I wouldn't say complete opposite, but it had to take so much of the fun out of it. Yeah, it did. And especially, uh, you know, with no fans and, you know, we don't get to go to Children's Hospital every week and just a lot of things that come with uh, kind of capping it all off with your senior year. Uh, just had a you know, they're just different. That's all it was. Uh, mm-hmm. We got to do some virtual uh, children's hospital visits and, you know, we tried to make the best of it. And we realized that Max and I probably have, uh, you know, better end of the deal. Um, you know, no one we know was affected too badly by COVID. So uh, we're thankful and, and we're glad we made the best of it. And, you know, that's why I got a, another year to uh, right, right try and get some fans back in the stadium. You know, Well, and, and- We've seen it with the basketball team. It it feels like the the lack of fans and keeping it together. It just it just feels like you all did a really good job of, despite the very difficult circumstances you were under, you were able to keep trudging along, keep everything open throughout the entire process. Just, whoa, I mean, how do you think that was successful? That you all were able to not only you know, pretty much avoid the big outbreaks, but also trudge through those difficult times and just keep pounding away. Uh, I'd definitely say um, our athletic training staff, Gabe and Jim Maddalino, uh, they did a really great job 
and they truly care about us. They really do. And Coach Stoops, just the whole attitude he had, uh, every week he'd repeat it. Max, Max would love when he'd say it. Uh, you know, these are different times. And, and part of it, I think, is accepting that they're different. But um, you, know, you can't feel sorry for yourself. You can't be like, oh, well, COVID caused this or COVID caused that. And uh, we treated it just like a normal year and, and took the precautions we had to. Uh, but definitely our administration and our coaching staff really helped. Yeah. And I uh, am not like a master of uh, how the, you know, I'm not in the locker room. Uh, I, even if there wasn't COVID, y'all wouldn't let me there with a 10 foot pole, but I get the sense that like Mark Stoops really has created a, a culture where uh, things are the way that he says they are. And it, it's just, a, it's a vibe. I, I, I don't really know how to adequately put that, but there is the, the whole blue collar, workman mentality it, it can sound sometimes like some coaching cliched stuff but I do think it actually does resonate with how the players are, approach it on a, on a daily basis yeah absolutely and and I mean very few opt-outs you know very few um, excuses were made all year mm -hmm. and it truly is a reflection of coach Stoops and what he's done and uh, he says it all the time you know I don't have many rules and he really doesn't he does he's not huge on on making guys follow you know a list of 100 different rules uh it's just a general you know take care of your business do everything mm -hmm. the right way and i think he's gotten to the point in this program where he doesn't have to you know lay it all out he's got guys that can that can help him with that and uh you know i think he's he's done a really good job for sure now i don't i uh, want to get too heavy for too long because we're, we're here to have fun but uh you know, you can't think about the season without thinking about Chris Oates and, and Coach Sharman. And I just, just thinking about uh, the salute you all gave him um, in that Vandy game, like, hell, I just get choked up thinking about it. That was not only just an amazing gesture, but nobody saw it coming. And I I'm curious, just your point of view, how things unfolded. Um, and to, I mean, you, hell, you were hurt for it so I don't know if you could just kind of walk us through how you all thought of that and and how it kind of played out because that was that was an amazing salute yeah we were glad we got to do something like that and and Vandy was was first class about it I mean they were they were awesome um and it's kind of funny because I just know that he would have been upset that we did that <laughs> he'd have been like what are you guys doing like you know why are you guys taking a penalty uh that's a bunch of bs you should go out in there and, and just kick their butts uh so uh, knowing he'd kind of laugh about it and that sort of thing, it, it it makes you smile and brings a tear to your eye all at the same time. But we were glad we could do it, and he left a, an incredible legacy that we're going to continue to honor. And um, you know, we just we just uh, we loved him a lot, and we're we're glad for what he could do for us for the time he was here. It was also just on that as well. It was also great. I think it was the Georgia game. Um, Luke, you can correct me if I was wrong. We had Chris in the locker room. Um, which was awesome for all the guys to be able to see him. Um, obviously, it's tragedy what what's happened to him, and hopefully, he's you know he's, I saw he was standing up the other day, so slowly making his way back, and we're hoping one day he'll be able to run out in the field again. But um, I guess for all the guys, on top of some things that you know COVID and things like that, we had a lot of things happen off the field um, that were pretty personal for a lot of the guys. So um, it was a pretty tough year um, fighting through all that kind of stuff, but. I think, you know, with every kind of negative, the guys are able, you know, you're able to find positive. And I think the guys really get a great appreciation for how lucky we are 
um, not only to be healthy, but also to you know be able to be talented in some way that we're able to perform in front of hundreds of thousands of people. So, um, and how quickly it could be taken away. So it's awesome to, you know, um, be able to do that. And we're so lucky to be able to do that. And I think, you know, Luke and the O-line guys and the rest of the team did a great job in kind of showing their appreciation for how lucky they are by, you know, performing day in, day out during this, during the COVID stuff. And, um, really showing that we, you know, appreciate these guys by making sure we put in our effort and, and showing how much uh, we appreciate the opportunity that we're given. Well, and I think it speaks to kind of just the resiliency of the team that despite all of the bad, it ended with an incredible high with a win in the Gator Bowl, which uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, you got the sense going into it too that everybody did kind of unbutton their shirt a little bit, relax some. Um, after a long season uh but to add to that it was also just a nice nice beat down um with with highlights all around from both sides i i know uh max you were acting you you were acting like it wasn't a big deal but you know everybody lost their minds on that damn punt right like <laughs> just like one little skirt and and the entire big blue nation just melted down yeah which is pretty funny i don't know I, i've been thinking about like i wouldn't never wanted to do it but i always thought about it a little bit of like i bet you i could sell a little bit of candy to one of these guys and they'll buy everything so um chris i was actually talking to chris rodriguez about it literally in the lead up to the ball game because i was telling him i should be playing running back um because i can step people just as good as he can and he was like no you can't and i was like yeah i can man and i was like in our game what do you think we have to do and i was showing him how to put the ball out there and make him think that i'm going to kick it and then go around him and he's like, yeah, but that would never work because I'll just tackle you in our game. And then after the game, I was like, oh, it would never work, huh? <laughs> so that was that was pretty funny. We were kind of laughing about that after the game. But um, that was cool. Like I was, like you said, I, at the time, I was more worried about the fact that we'd almost had a punt blocked. And to be honest, I wasn't happy with how far I kicked it. So I was kind of running off, shaking my head. And and then I kind of, when I watched it again, I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool. Well, and then Chris, Chris hasn't, I mean, I mean, when doesn't that dude have a big game? But, Luke, I'm curious, when you're uh, – I mean, especially after that pick when he just – it was like first play touchdown, can you feel that coming? Or uh, is it something that happens in the play? Like, when do you realize, like, oh, he's gone? Well, the problem is he's kind of slow. Like, you know, he's a bruiser. He really is. And he breaks a ton of tackles, and I love him to death. But <laughs> it's kind of like Benny. Like, Benny would make some serious plays – but those long touchdowns were just hard to come by because he was just he was just slower than those guys. But uh, I don't know. It's it's just awesome because you know, you know, even if everything isn't quite perfect up front, that every single play has a chance. Mm-hmm. That's true for all of them too. Uh, I'm really excited about watching the, the younger guys this year because I think it's gonna be really great. They're gonna have, you know, Smoke and Chris to learn from, um, and the running back group has has been a a position we haven't struggled with lately, and I don't think we're going to start either. So, how how's your job going to change day to day? I know we hear uh, a lot of the the buzzwords like not as much inside zone, outside zone, pin and pull, uh, pin and pull. Which, by the way, you just sound like a smart football guy if you say that. <laughs> so I, I love it, but it's really just it's like the from my understanding, it's basically the belly play that we learned in like middle school football, where guy blocks down. Guy pulls outside, lead blocker. But is that's going to be kind of fun because you're, you're probably going to get to do a little bit more than what you were asked of uh, previously. 
yeah, you're de we're definitely going to do some more stuff than we did last year and get to get to try some different concepts out. And uh, I think when Stoops was telling me about Coach Wolford, he was uh, he was talking about we're playing South Carolina, and he's like, I looked over that sideline, and he was running running on us for 300 some yards, and he's just laughing at me. Uh, so so that just shows you the kind of relationship they have, and and how good of an offensive line coach he is, and uh, with Coach Cohen coming and. I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're definitely going to switch it up a little bit, get to learn some new things, uh, see what we're good at, see what we're not. You know, we took pin pull out of our original playbook uh, with Coach Grand when Drake was the center. I don't know if you knew because, oh. I mean, you couldn't get him out there in space. He just <laughs> it wasn't going to end well. So, because we had it in when Toth was the center, and you know, obviously Coach Grand came after that, and they let Bunchy do it, but. Drake got to that center position and they, they suddenly took it out. So I don't know. I couldn't tell you why, but you'll have to ask him about it. Isn't it because when he used to turn side on to try and start that run, he gets stuck in between the guards, he's gut. I thought <laughs> that was it. Also, Luke, are you, are you sure after our success in the bowl game that maybe we'll run to the right at some stage next year or do you think we'll just stick to all the left run plays? <laughs> uh, hey, shout out to Coach Merrill for doing this. <laughs> No, he seriously did. He really did. I, I can't imagine uh, taking over that responsibility. And I truly think Coach Mayer was just one step ahead of everybody else because uh, they just thought we were going to have to run to the right, and then we just didn't. We never did. So it was a great <laughs> job by by all the coaching staff kind of coming together oh. and finishing. Uh, I, I'm also curious, too, if you got – it sounds like Darian's wanting to try left out. Is that going to be weird to have somebody different? I mean, you'd have two new guys sandwiched in between there. Yeah, it'll definitely be different. It, um, luckily, we, we kind of – knowing COVID was coming last season, mm -hmm. we did a lot of moving around, putting guys in different places, working with different guys. Uh, you know, if someone got close contact, they were out for two weeks. So I've worked plenty with, with you know, different combos up there. It'll be fun to see who – who makes the push and, and pulls mm -hmm. out those spots. Um, a lot of talent, a lot of talent for sure. It's going to be fun to watch though. So Max, uh, to, to switch gears a little bit, uh, you obviously uh, love a good uh, ribbing with, you know, Jack, I mean, all of the forms of insulting people you will halfway do, particularly on social media as well. Are these dudes uh, like, I know, no, there's never been a football coach that's ever read anything, what people write. Uh, they've never, they stay, everybody's off social media, but how much are these guys really on social media? Oh, well, these guys are on it 24 seven, even probably even a half time sometimes, but, uh, no, they're, uh, no, the guys are good. They're actually good about it. That's the great thing about, I think, Kentucky football as well is we, we don't have too many guys that take themselves too seriously. And if they do, they get brought down pretty fast. So, um, it's awesome that we have a really good coach like that. And I think, um, you know, you don't see it. I mean, that, I think you see it a lot of other schools around that, you know, there are those guys that kind of think it's all about them and the world kind of revolves around them. But I don't I don't feel like we have that at Kentucky. I feel like we're a really humble, humble kind of group that's able to poke fun at themselves and, you know, admit when we're doing things bad and then, you know, also say when, we're, when we think we're going really well. And I think, you know, led by the guys on the line first and foremost and then guys like Josh Pascal and that, like we have a pretty humble, humble, quiet kind of group. Um, sometimes... It was funny, we'd be in our leadership groups and, um, you know, we're trying to get these guys to say even more because these guys do have such great things to say, but I think we're all just 
I think I felt like last year we were all just such a humble group that everyone kind of, you know, maybe not the not the loudest group of all time, but mm-hmm. um, it's awesome to be a part of. And it's good that the guys can kind of have a little bit of a laugh with everything. Well, you have made it a point of contention to frequently point out uh, Luke's hairline. Um, and here's well, the thing. It's hard to point it out. You have to get pretty high up there. Yeah, to be able to, to actually see it. But here's the here's the thing that you don't understand, Max, is only bald guys can make fun of other bald guys. <laughs> So, like, Luke well, can make fun of my hair. I can make fun of or, – or lack of hair. I can make fun of his hairline. But that those are the rules. you got to be in the club to be able to, 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 to make those jokes. Well, as a senior citizen that apparently I am, I feel like the fact that my hair is still remaining on my head, that I'm really allowed to poke fun at whoever I want because, you know, I've been through a lot of things over the years. And, you know, back in my day um, when, when college football was real football, um, you know, we all have hair, but apparently not not anymore. See, uh, Luke, did you know? Well, you know why he still has all his hair? I know the secret. Really? He doesn't wash it. No. Oh. <laughs> he, he never washes his hair. <laughs> he just gets in the shower, lets it run some water over it. That's it's, it's all he does his whole life. Well, it, at least right now, Luke, you've got a good thing going. Like, it, it's nice and, and fluffy. But I think where you can run into some bad visuals is when you take the helmet off and you're real sweaty, and then there's just. Have you heard this story? Well, the spider cam, the spider cam gets him. So we have the pole cam, and they they yeah. sit right behind the line of scrimmage, and maybe about 10, 15 yards back, and you know the older guys will get up behind the line and and kind of help the young guys out. And next day, you're watching the film, and you got like the the play going on and right behind the play, you got me standing there with my helmet off and there's just a massive, just, just polished reflection <laughs> going on there. And, and Drake never, never hesitated to, to ask coach to pause it and, and take a look. So I learned very early that you say outside the hash, you know, you keep your helmet off. On. <laughs> so I got it all figured out now, but it was, it was tough. Though, the first start. Uh, well, I, I made it to 25 and it was still probably uh, a little too long before it came home. You'll you'll know when it's time to come home. You'll know. It'll it'll just be a feeling, and and it'll it'll happen one day. Um, and don't feel bad about it either. I haven't paid for a haircut in five years or something. Just every Friday, get out the beard uh, the beard trimmers and just gone, done like that. I, uh, I just posted that Super Bowl graphic that the media team wanted us to post yesterday. I think Noger, our, our one of our video guys, touched it up a little bit with some oh, markers. Large, large I, think he, I think he added some there. So yeah. I, shout out to him. I appreciate it. It means a lot uh, looking out for me there. Oh, man. Um, so he gives you crap for your hair. Did you ever like, hey, Max, where were you running in Auburn? Like, come on. <laughs> Uh, I generally say, uh, were we supposed to kick it to Canaries, Tony, or is that an accident? <laughs> that's that's probably my go-to. It used to be um, asking why he was kicking to the hedges in Georgia Ooh. two years ago. Yeah, that, that was that, that was people's favorite for a while. That that yeah. that crushed the average. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, that wasn't a good one. That was. Uh... It was nice for the people and the fans, though, to get to touch the ball and you know, just try and get them involved. I'm always a man of the people, so you know, just throw the ball out there and, and see if they can, you know, touch a game ball and that. But uh, yeah, that one that one was around for a while. It's hard to make fun of him punting because he always just goes back to, well, if you guys did your job, I wouldn't be punting. Oh man, which he's right, which sucks. Oh, 
but Gosh. it's hard to make fun of them for funny. Man, that is brutal. That is brutal. And it's also tough when like, oh, you know, you know, this Ray Guy Award thing I've got here. Like, I mean, I, I wouldn't play that card very often, but like, it's, it's a card you can play. I mean, best part well, in football. The, the funniest thing about the Ray Guy is it's probably like the least special Ray Guy trophy ever because it sits in his apartment floor, like <laughs> on the carpet, like no case, no shelf. I imagine every other, everybody else's Ray Guy has like some pristine spot and his is just on his disgusting carpet in his room like next to his dirty shoes and like just clothes. I, I don't know. I just feel like if I want a Ray Guy, I'd take care of it. Obviously, you can't ship it back to, you know, Australia. It's a little harder, but definitely. I often, I, I just leave it there somewhere. Country. I leave it somewhere accessible because I know Luke and Mason walk past the room all the time and just want to come in and take a sneak peek and think, you know, one day maybe I'll win an award, but. That's okay. I'll just make sure it's right there for him. So when, when I remember in the Auburn, that, that fake was like, you had the green light for it. And it was, if they gave you all a look, you could go. Did you get the green light for the Missouri run that you had? And like, is there a, do things go in slow motion when you're, when you're like, Oh, now I get to run. Is it like the adrenaline? I, I just imagine it being like a, a movie scene where everything is like slow motion. It's like, uh, you know, th this is me just dramatizing well, everything. Um, well, the Missouri year obviously was before the Auburn one. So no, they didn't. I mean, the, I had never actually said like, if it's there run, but it was like an agreement between me and the special teams coaches of like, hey, Max, if it's there, go. But like, I don't, not sure we ever asked Coach Stoops for his opinion on that. Um, and <laughs> Missouri just kind of, I think they just got bored, honestly, with like, we punted so many. I mean, we scored a lot of points that game, but we also punted like nine times or something. And they ran out of looks and they just kept giving us the same one time after time. And I was like, dude, if we just block this properly, I can run. So, Talk to Boogie. Boogie was my like personal protector, and then I had Justin as well. Just talked to them about it before the play, and I said, "Hey, look, if it opens up, I'm gonna go for it. So just make sure you hold on to your block a little bit." So that was good. And then the Auburn one, I did get the green light, but it was also my fault. I should. I'm supposed to kick the ball if I look like I'm gonna get tackled, and I I probably thought I was running at four four speed when I was running at five four speed. So um, unfortunately, got tackled and and got to eat a fair bit of the Auburn grass, which was nice. Um, and then jogged off, and I think Luke gave me a pat on the back, and that's about it. Do they uh, like? Do you practice getting tackled in that event? Like, I'm sure that would be something to be, you know, like the, the guys would enjoy doing. You know, practice <laughs> giving you a hit or two every once in a while. That's why he was icing his knees that one day. <laughs> oh man! Um, jokes aside, though, that uh, you've won quite a bit of football games. Uh, I'm trying to. Like, like Max, when you're thinking back over the last three years, a lot of wins. Is there is there one that jumps out more than the the others? Um, every win's good, honestly, and I don't just say that in like a cliche way. Like, it's they've all kind of got their own little special moment to them, I guess. Um, particularly when it's such a grind uh, week in week out to come up with those performances, and um, generally the wins don't stand out to me because that means I haven't played much and that sucks. So um, sometimes the losses for me are honestly the better games um, from a selfish point of view. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, I had plenty of favorite games. I think the Citrus Bowl was probably my favorite. I mean, that's the biggest game we kind of played in. Um, 
And then I would say, besides that, obviously, being the Louisville stuff doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. I didn't really grow up here, but mm-hmm. I would say the Citrus Bowl, and then, and then probably beating Florida and Florida. I wish I, if that was like my third year, it would have been so much better because I would have been able to appreciate it um, so much more. It was kind of my second game or third game, and kind of just like learning football and oh we're not supposed to beat these guys or it seemed like we beat them pretty easy type thing you know what I mean so (laughs) like it was kind of strange to me that that was such a big result whereas I thought we were pretty good obviously that year we won 10 games so now I've kind of come to appreciate a bit more with with some seasons where we probably haven't won as many games as as we should have yeah and that that entire 18 season too was kind of uh you, you could see things building and building but it was just a matter of doing it and getting it done. And that's uh, that's why that that Missouri game, uh, the second time around, was one of my favorites. Even though y'all didn't weren't too sharp offensively, Luke, that was still a just like, oh, my gosh, is this going to happen? And Lynn did his thing, and it that's kind of – Lynn did his thing, ended up becoming a, kind of an MO almost for the team there for a while. Whenever Coach Grant – came to y'all during that bye week and was like all right this is what we're going to do did you did you think it was going to work uh i would love to say yes um but coach Sloman did a pretty good job of kind of like you know hey we're just going to do our job and we're going to let the, them figure out the rest so uh i don't know i'd like to say yes but probably not i was probably like oh dude no quarterback you know what are we going to do but it all worked out i think I'd say so. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Um, there was like, I don't know, seventeen rushing records broken or something. Um, I, the the UT Martin game, the Louisville game. I mean, just smashing Louisville in the math too in the rain had to be so damn satisfying. Well, the thing about Lynn is, you know, when he's that wide receiver, you could obviously see how athletic he was, but you truly did not get a complete appreciation of it until he was getting his ball every single time. I mean, I was talking about Chris being fun to block for earlier. Lynn was incredible. I mean, you could just flat out not block guys. Like, seriously. I mean, there were probably – there were quite a few plays where we messed up as an offensive line, and Lynn would just make guys look silly. And they'd be like, wow, the offensive line did great that play. And we'd come in the next Monday, and Slumber would be like, you know, you guys suck. Like, <laughs> you, you know, you didn't play well. You know, but everyone's giving us all this praise. And so, I mean, that's just the type of athlete he was. And, and beating Louisville – Oh, it was it was incredible. It was in the rain. It was it was a really fun game to be a part of. Yeah, I'm gonna take back I'm gonna take back my answer and say that the Belk Bowl actually was the most my, my most favorite game by far. Like just the whole lead up, like the week, like the NASCAR incident where they're all like talking shit to win and and then like they just couldn't keep their mouth shut before the game either. And you just like if you've been around Lynn, like Sometimes maybe he's not the most engaged person of all time. So to fire him up and make him like super engaged is the silliest thing you can do. Um, (laughs) It was the the worst possible mistake they could have made. Like let's piss off their best player. He just tore them apart. And it was like so good to watch from the sideline. And the fact that he threw the winning touchdown is even more like that just topped it all off. Um, But it was, it was so awesome. And I've talked to at the senior ball, I talked to some of those Virginia tech guys and I was like, what were you doing? And they're like, man, I wish we had to just shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that would have been probably more wise. He gave him a nice little one-two, too. I mean, it wasn't just uh, like throwing in wild punches. It was a wah, wah, wah. 
Yeah, I ain't hopping in the ring with Ling anytime soon. I can tell you that. <laughs> it was funny because we had to. They made the SEC made us wear you know shirts this year with our numbers up on it, and and it was all because of according to Coach Toops, it was all because of Lynn. Yeah, the Lynn bug rule. Warm ups, you got to go out at a certain time for a certain time with your number on it, so that if you you know throw one two, that the rest can say, oh, it was number this or that. Oh wow! So, there you go. I did, man, Lynn Bowden just leaving his fingerprints all over uh, the SEC. Well, man, oh, gosh. Uh, also, the throw that he had to Josh on fourth down where he was running around for like five minutes back there and ca- Josh caught it, you know, an inch above the turf. Like, what a crazy, stupid play. I mean, man, that was a fun game. A lot of fun that game. Um, so – this has been a good talk, um, but I do I do want to play a, a game because we haven't cracked enough jokes today. I, I, I want to play the roommate game, and it's essentially the newlywed game, um, which uh, I know you're not familiar with, Max. I don't know what they call it in Australia. Um, I wish I had more Australian jokes. Like, is there good do you like, Aborigines? Like, what what what's do y'all call them Crocodile Dundee or anything like that? Like, it's very hard to make fun of Australians um because there's really not a lot to poke fun at to be honest um obviously intelligent good looking healthy kind of people so um really like i can see where you struggle to kind of find those jokes to come up with but that's fine the guys the guys in my house find the same thing too so yeah um, vegemite you know, maybe, sandwich uh, i don't know yeah. yeah something like that yeah yeah um, Outback steakhouse. did you leave your boomerang at home you know like uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that old stuff Left it on top of the right guy <laughs> so what i want to do is i want to ask you all uh, a series of questions and i'd like for you to write it down uh your answers first before we say them out loud because uh I, you know you've, you've you've known each other for quite some time so i figured we might be able to produce some some high quality uh responses uh, now the question is uh are you are you all prepared for this what could potentially be an embarrassing task no doubt Okay. All right. Who, who is the most likely to make a mess and not clean it up? Everybody has a roommate. That's oh, well, so and so left the, the the sticky pots and pans out. We reveal at the same time, or we reveal? Yeah, I think we reveal at the same time. Okay. Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Let's have at it. <laughs> oh we've got a we've got a mason and a mac oh oh take that max uh, easily you max are you kidding me <laughs> well here's the thing like we'll get you know some to-go food from football or somewhere and it's in a perfectly good container and max will, will get a plate out and dirty it up with whatever he's eating and then the plate will just sit like on the floor for i mean possibly weeks Possibly weeks. Now, in, in his defense, I, I don't, you know, I spend a lot of time in my room. All right. So maybe I don't have the opportunity to dirty it up like he does, but easily well, max. I also I also leave the plate on the 25 unopened uh, Amazon Prime orders from that day. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, generally try to find room amongst all of those. Okay. Well, now that we've cleared that up, that max is definitely the slob. Who would survive the longest stranded on a desert island. Hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. You'd think the Australian might have a leg up. He grew up on the outback. Is it? Oh, I, I, I can't see who's Luke got. We've got we've got a Mason from Max. Who, Luke, who did you submit? Easily so, myself. Oh, okay, good. So easily myself. Uh, I'll give him that. He'll have he'll be able to engineer some sort of raft to get off it. But that's what I'm saying. Do you have to stay on the island? Uh, I mean, not it, Gilligan was stuck on it, but the professor he found a way to help eventually get him off. I think so. Uh, I think that's right up Mason's alley is to create some sort of uh, concoction to get off the island. Well, Mason Mason would sniff out the food pretty easy. He'd be able to find the food on the island. Um, any kind of leftovers or anything like that. Would you be can't pretty, you can't do uh, that to Mason when he's not even on the call. <laughs> he has no chance to defend himself. Um, but like, I just want like Luke would would engineer some sort of craft to get off it, which is fine. But I hope there there is you know some maybe palm leaves or something around to tie the things together because he definitely can't use his own hair. So um. <laughs> I uh, I think I'd be better because I think I'm better at being alone than Max. Max is always like, hey, what is he's doing tonight? You mm-hmm. know, like butterfly. You watch the game? No, Max. I don't want to watch the game. You know that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So. Yeah, Luke's actually doing real school. So here's a very important question. This is a this is a multiple choice question. Yeah. Who is older? Phil Hoskins, big snack, Max, or old man Luke? Who's the well, oldest? Is this by age or like personality? Well, I think I think we know where we're gonna go with this. Who's who's the oldest? Well, you yeah. go ahead. Mine, mine's back. <laughs> oh, Phil. Max says Phil is the old man. Well, yeah. Phil got hurt in a warm up. So, <laughs> I mean, I, that might be the oldest thing I've ever heard of. Uh, right. And then obviously by age, Max has it. But Brez has been calling me the retiree lately. So, I guess me. I don't know. And See, Phil, the- what, Phil had 10 seasons on the team or 11? At least a decade. I don't yeah. know. I think he was. I think he was playing when Vince Young was still quarterback. Gotcha at Texas. <laughs> that, that sounds yeah. about right. Um, see, and I just I wondered too if if Max. If, I thought he was going to take another shot to take a shot at your hair. Um, well, here's the thing as well. And this, this is what I always say to the guys: if you lined up, there's no way in the world anyone picks me as the oldest guy on the team. But Luke and Phil definitely have a shot at that. Luke more so, I would say. But there's no way I look like the oldest guy. So I, I might – most people probably think I'm a freshman. Max is young at heart. That's, that's what's most important. <laughs> small, He's young at heart. Um, okay, here we go. So uh, if, if we were having a Royal Rumble with the UK football assistant, all the coaches, who's, who's winning the Royal Rumble between the UK football assistant coaches? Or no, all the coaches, not assistants. Come on, because Mark Stoops is definitely in this rumble. Luke, I hope you got the same as me. No, oh, Max is ready to flip the paper, and we've got Buff Frank Buffano. Frank yeah. Buffano's for sure up there. But does that mean Stoops wins? Like, did he well, get the that- team up? That's what I'm saying. So Stoops wins by default, but Frank Buffano really wins because I think uh, you know. If if anyone even tried to beat him, there'd be a few dead uh, like horse heads put in their bed and probably <laughs> 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 Uh 
See, and I don't, I'm, I'm glad I asked that because he doesn't, uh, from a physical appearance, he doesn't have the same striking. I mean, he's no big dog. Doesn't yet, That's what makes him better. You just underestimate him. Yeah. You're like, oh, little guy. Nope. Bad mistake. Al Pacino, Al Pacino wasn't that big either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my final question of, of the evening in the roommate game. Uh, what's Mark Stoops' nickname? Ooh. I'll let you take this one, Max. I'm not off the team yet. I feel like I feel like it's dangerous water. We'll cut this part. We'll cut this part out. Yeah, no, no, I don't. I don't know. I was going to say he probably doesn't have a nickname. Luke. True or not true? <laughs> true. Uh, but Stoopsy, Stoopsy's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I I've been. Uh, it's actually a running joke I have with my my radio partner because Vince. I forgot who he said he got, but apparently Vince will tell recruits that he's really trying to land. He'll tell him Stoops' nickname from when he was a kid and. That's not like a thing that Stoops wants to have as public knowledge. Um, so <laughs> we're trying to get it out there one day eventually. I don't think it's ever going to happen though. Um, it's worth a shot. I wasn't. I guess I wasn't highly recruited enough to to hear that nickname because yeah, I, you know. I'm in the dark about that one. Maybe that's safe <laughs> for the, the four stars and five stars. Right, right. Save it for the big dogs. You know, you don't want to lose all that yeah. recruiting capital early. Um, yep. But. Guys, I do appreciate y'all hanging out with me and talking ball for a little bit. Uh, mostly just making jokes about hair, you know, God knows what. Um, please feel free to make all of the fat media jokes. I'm sure you all do that about us, talk about us all the time. Like, wh who's that fat, dumb idiot? What's he saying again? I'm, I'm sure that's come up a time or two. It's okay. You guys no. have always been so nice to me. And Luke, I don't think we've ever really had to do that. I, I feel like there should be some more harsh criticisms of us and Maybe maybe you can write something about how all my and Luke failures during the time we were at Kentucky. That'd yeah, be instead of I, I, instead I of Luke that. missed that instead of Luke missed that block, the the bald old man missed the block. There we go. Yeah. Make it a little more personal. Yeah, yeah much more harsh. Uh, here's the trick: just switch position to quarterback, and everybody will hate you. So uh, <laughs> they'll they'll either love you or hate you. Uh, there's no in between. Um, but Luke, best. I mean, the good thing is you you ain't going anywhere. We're stuck with you for another year. On, on that yep. offensive line uh, there's a schedule out that's exciting i'm sure you were pumped when you saw it uh and there's a lot of new changes happening so you get to be the kind of old man guiding light to, to make sure that everybody stays grounded throughout the change uh but it, it's it's got to be a lot of fun knowing what's what's kind of coming down the pike absolutely i can't wait uh it's kind of weird because you have to kind of uh reprove to everyone that you you know, you work hard, you show up on time. Uh, not that I didn't do any of those things, but like, you know, Coach Slarman knew uh, what he was getting in me. And now it's kind of like, I feel like a freshman all over again. So it's kind of mm -hmm. a, a fun experience for sure. And, and Max, now the NFL drafts next. I hope you've been working on your bench press because that's all we're going to pay attention to. If you do. have you, have you gotten the combine invite? Um, yeah, I have. I just, um, well, there's no combine this year. It's just medical stuff. So ah, um, gotcha. only, only pro day kind of testing. Um, and unfortunately, um, you can break the exclusive that Max stuff will not be participating in the bench press um, oh. this year. Um, due to them not having the time, um, because <laughs> obviously the reps would exceed well over 100. So they just wanted to, you know, we've got a short time frame and okay. people need to get home. So. Right, um, right, I'm trying right. to, you know, cut back on that. Yeah. 
that that makes perfect sense. Let me let me break that. Breaking Mac. Okay, I'll get I'll get that out there. Appreciate that exclusive. Uh, but hey, be, best of luck in the draft process. I'm sure it's going to be weird. Um, but I also want you to know too that whenever you told us like your, uh, I guess it was your first year here, is like I'm not good enough to play in the NFL. People really did think that was funny. So I guess you do have a sense of humor after all. I mean, I still don't know if I am or not, but we'll soon see, won't we? We'll find out if people think I am good enough or not. It's it's uh, not. <laughs> it, it's an awesome. It's been an awesome experience, and honestly, one that I really cherish and I've loved the last three years. So it was it was really cool to be a part of. I'm actually just really looking forward to these next couple of months. It's uh, it's not a bad time in your life, honestly. To, kind of be doing nothing but but training for a draft so whether it works out or not is kind of enjoying my time um you know training and and hanging out and spending my last few months maybe in lexington which is pretty cool so um yeah it's a it should be a cool little experience to see how it goes well i i hope that the training goes well i hope you find some some free afternoons to to pick some ponies get out to the track maybe uh maybe try out some local watering holes um, but I appreciate you all joining me. This has been great. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll be in touch. We'll be in touch. Well, just quickly before that as well, Coach Stoops um, has recently, you know, with his, you know, light wallet, um, decided to venture into distillery. Uh, well, not even distillery making, I was going to say, bourbon making, I think. And he's got his own bourbon now. I'm yet to be given a bottle. So, Coach, now that you can give me a bottle, um, that would be great. Um, I'm calling you out on here. And I can send you my address anytime you want it. So that would be awesome. Good. Well, and don't, I, don't, send to Luke, don't put Luke on there, though, because we know you can't send it to Luke yet. I know. Now I have to wait a whole other year. Messed up. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll happily share my address as well. But, uh, guys, this has been great. Uh, and I don't know how to end this well. So thanks, I guess. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for everything. Yeah. And, and we'll be talking Thank soon. Thank you. Peep the technique. Let the